listening to the Lance J Radio Network. So I'm five and two on on my locks of the week. And this week, I'm I'm gonna get right to the point. I'm not I'm not gonna pussyfoot around. Just like last year when when Ohio State got mollywopped by Michigan, you kind of knew that that was coming. Michigan had 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 gotten tired of getting the crap kicked out of them for all of these years. And like I said, when I turned that game on. And it was snowing, and it's the big house, and there are 110,000 people there, and and Jalen Rose is out there, and and Desmond Howard is out there, and Juwan Howard is out there, and Charles Woodson. I looked at that and I was like, man, we about to get we about to get thrashed today. Book that. You about to have a similar experience without the snow in Knoxville this weekend. I am picking Tennessee plus seven against Alabama. I think Tennessee wins the game outright. I think that if if uh, Milrow, the backup, if, if Bryce Young doesn't play, I'm telling you that Tennessee is going to win that game by at least 17. That Alabama was on their way to, to, to blowout city, to Thrashville, when they played at Texas. If they, if they don't have that cheap shot on Quinn Ewers, Alabama gets hammered by Texas. Alabama does not play well on the road. They're a very good team. They can lose to Tennessee and still win the national championship. I'm not I'm not sleeping on Nick Saban. I'm not saying that the Alabama dynasty is over. I'm saying right now that current team as constructed does not have the, the fantastic defenders. They don't have the perimeter speed. Alabama's always had like three or four guys that could take it to the house. You know, when you have Michi. And continue thoughts and prayers to him as as he's battling through uh, cancer. And then you have Williams. Last year, and they they've always had they had Devontae before that. Jerry Judy, Julio Jones, they've always had two or three guys that were NFL receivers. Like they basically their offense was always like Ohio State. Ohio State has four guys that are going to play in the NFL. Three of them are going to be elite picks. Jackson Smith in Jigba is going to be a top 10 pick. So is Marvin Harrison. And you got Mbuka and Fleming. Those guys are going to be first, second round picks. And Alabama was always like that. They had, it's just, you can't cover four guys that are running a 4-3. It's just impossible to cover them. But this is not, this is not that Alabama team. They don't have as many weapons. Without Bryce Young, if he doesn't play, they don't have the quarterback play. I know that I know that any of their backups, I mean, if you if you play for Bama, you're a five star. But I'm telling you, it's time for Tennessee. Tennessee has been a sleeping giant. And I'm and I'm on the Tennessee train. Even though I live in in, in Nashville and kind of antagonistic to, to Tennessee, both the volunteers and the Titans. I'm telling you that that UT can win the national championship this year. I'm telling you that Hendon Hooker is just as good as as Bryce Young is just as good a quarterback 
as C.J. Stroud, just as good as this kid Levis from Kentucky. Hendon Hooker reminds me a lot of Cam Newton at, at Auburn coming out of nowhere. Remember remember people, people thought that Terrell Pryor was a Heisman candidate, number two for Ohio State, 6'5", rocket arm, athletic. Well, it turned out to be Cam Newton. It turned out to be the, the number two wearing, wearing the blue and orange from Auburn that, that was the stud. You know, Cam Newton's body may have broken down over the course of time, and he's not the player that he used to be. And I'm not the player that I used to be at age 44, but people people got to put respect on Cam Newton's name. I'm, I'm very tired of listening, whether it's Colin Cowherd or, or Mad Dog, people that I respect, but talking about Cam Newton like he's like he's a piece of trash. I mean, he can't play anymore, but Cam Newton had a heck of a career. If you win a Heisman and you go to the NFL and you win an MVP – in Carolina, of all places, a small market, a market nobody wants to go to, a market that's kind of clueless as far as bringing in free agents. A market that's really a college football market. Great people down in Charlotte and in, in North Carolina, right on the border of South Carolina. Fantastic people. But that's not a historic market that's been successful. If you if you go there, you win an MVP, go to a Super Bowl, you got his face kicked in by Denver. He quit at the end. If Von Miller had hit you nine times, you probably quit too. But we we talk like Cam Newton was a bust in the NFL. Like he didn't have a fantastic career. His career is over. He's done. He's cooked. He's been cooked for like three, four years. So he's well done cooked now. But he had a fantastic career. And a lot of respect to, to Cam Newton. So that's that's my lock of the week. Tennessee plus seven. If Bryce Young plays and has a good game, they can go into Neyland Stadium and win that game. But I, I think it's more likely that, that they're going to get hammered. And that'll make it very interesting. Uh, UT plays Georgia. They play Kentucky. If they if they beat Bama, Georgia, Kentucky, already beaten Florida, don't tell me that UT shouldn't be the number one team in the country, even above my Ohio State Buckeyes. I wanted to talk briefly. Kind of pivoting. Here's a story from, from when I was – in in a corporate executive and I, I can't name the company that I work for because of non-disclosure agreements but but I had several verticals reporting through me at the time and I talk constantly about risk adjustment and HEDIS which is the healthcare effectiveness data information set and star ratings and surveys, the, the consumer assessment of healthcare provider surveys and the, and the health outcome survey. And I basically talk about how it's important to, to have data, to submit data properly. And, and you have these large teams of people that all, all their job is to do is to collect data from different sources. So think about it. If you're, if you're a health plan, you have many hospitals, many electronic medical records. Every hospital has their own system, has their own practice management system. You might have dozens and dozens of hospitals that you work with. And you're getting data from all of these different sources. Well, it was my job to lead teams that manage that data, got the data in, in structured formats that the federal government sends you the specs for and made sure that it was submitted. Now, I've talked about star ratings and how there are a lot of payers that, that lost the star, and it gets very tense, very hectic. It's a difficult job to have. You're talking about millions and millions, tens, hundreds of millions, billions of dollars on the line for really large payers that are multi-state. 
your typical directional state plan, you're probably talking about between 50 and $100 million in funding. Just typical size plan, not, not the behemoths, not the Leviathans, not the, not the Cygnas, the CVS Aetnas of the world, the, the Kaisers. But your typical local plan, you're talking about 50 to 100 M's. Well, I had, I had a, uh, a, a group of people working under me, and you're getting to the deadline for submissions. And the, the manager, I don't, I don't step on my managers, and I inherited this manager. The manager there, notice I said there because I'm not going to identify if it's a, a, a man or woman. Their style was, was not consistent with Lance J's style. They berated employees. They yelled at employees. They they did not act in a manner that I thought was professional or 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 showing what I thought was leadership. Just like I continue to say, if you don't have success on your programs, you you have to stand by your team. Your team worked very hard to make it happen. When you, when you start throwing your team under the bus, that's that's when you're you're finished. And as a leader, I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the bullets. I'm gonna take the curb stopping. I'm gonna take the the steel toe end of the Timberland boot for my team because if I flake on my team or if I'm not loyal to my team, then they're not going to be loyal to me. And as a leader, it's just, if you, if you take one thing and you're listening to this show and you're in management or executive, you take one thing from me, you are nothing as a manager. I don't care if you're a C-suite. I don't care if you're a CEO. I don't care how smart you are. I don't care how high your IQ is. I don't care if you went to Harvard. I don't care if you were top 40, under 40. You're nothing without your team. Let me repeat that. You personally are nothing without your team. So I had I had someone working for me and they they did not subscribe to that theory. They were riding someone really hard. And this individual was twice their size and decided to retaliate physically. So I had I had two people that worked for me and much to my chagrin was was called to the floor to find out that during the, the data submissions that two of my employees got into a fight. I took it to HR. We immediately terminated both of those employees. I actually was looking for a reason to terminate this employee. So it wasn't good to, to have people fighting on my floor, but I, I wanted to get rid of the individual that led this department for quite some time and, and had been going through the HR process and had been documenting all of that stuff. Well, when people, when people get into a fight on the floor, like they're rolling around between cubicles, that's, that's, a, that's an out. Like you're, you're out of here. We got to escort you out the building. I mean, it's, it's, it's for the safety of, of the, of the entire group to get you, to get your arse the bleep out of there. Why do I mention that? Draymond Green and Jordan Poole, they don't, they don't work like me. They don't work at the same type of facilities that I work at. They're not bound to the same type of rules or structure or jurisdiction. If you, if you, I cover sports for a long time. I've been to a lot of practices. I don't talk as much about the, the, the underbelly that I've covered, but when you're trying to get into journalism and you're trying to understand, you know, you go, you go follow a beat if you're, you're just getting to sports talk radio. You get to go to a few practices. You get to you get to kind of be in the locker room, stuff like that. People get into fights at practices all the time. 
People throw tantrums. People, you see Tom Brady destroying an iPad because he threw a pick. And you think that that's the worst show of, of temper tantrum that, that an adult can have? That's, that is just the tip of the iceberg. People fight in practices. It's even worse in college sometimes. There's a lot of fighting in sports behind the scenes. What we see on Amazon Prime and what we see on CBS and the Four Letter Network, that stuff is all is all uh <laughs> that stuff is all censored and whitewashed. Like that's the clean version. Like Rampage, he puts out Mix Show Madness, he puts out the the clean version for the stations that don't air air cussing, and he puts out the dirty version. This is just a part of the dirty version of sports and that's for for people that cover sports that's that's very typical do i like draymond no do i think he's a bully do i think that that he has very little filter control yes do i think that he's washed kind of i definitely wouldn't pay him max money to be a goon you are listening to the blanche j radio network When I'm not doing the health cast, I consult for many startups and ACOs who are new to the healthcare business. Episource serves Medicare, commercial, and Medicaid plans with an experienced risk adjustment team that cares about results and building partnerships. With the largest health plans and healthcare organizations as clients, Episource aims to obtain the best medical chart retrieval rates, the highest coding accuracy, and the maximum level of project satisfaction. For information on Episource, go to www.episource.com and fill out one of their contact forms to request a demonstration. Black women are fierce, brilliant, courageous, dope. Black women are making a difference, making history, and changing the world. I think about all of the black women who have showed up to fight for justice. We are starting to finally accept all the skills and talents a woman can bring to the table. Urban One, thank you. This one is so special. James Lewis. My man, my man, Pax Florida, man, Pax Florida. Just, just sliding in here like you're, not, like you're not famous, man. My man, Pax Fordham, doing it big sliding here. through. Pax Fordham is a literal genius. Yeah, he is. Like, Pax yeah, comes on my show every once in a while when he's, when he's at home. He'll come down to Paragon 7 Studios and he'll hang out with me. And I told Pax one day, I was like, Pax, you're too highbrow for me, man. Like I'm out here, I'm out here making off-color jokes about about uh, Will Smith, right, right, and Jada. Like you, you really into geopolitics, right? He's a, and stuff. You're you're destined for for much bigger things than I'm destined light, for. He's a he's bright a, light. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. Matthew, Little Caesars is now the official pizza of the NFL. Let's hear it. Pizza, pizza. Again. Pizza, pizza. Pizza, pizza. No! Pizza, pizza! We're ready! Enjoy game day with a fancy pepperoni with over 100 old world pepperonis. Pizza, pizza.